Hey, everybody on Zoom. There you I'll go. I'll tell you what, Doyle, you were looking fresh and clean today, buddy. You know yeah, what? Well, I, I'm trying, you know what I mean? I, I put a sweater on and I was like, I was, I was going, I said this yesterday, I was looking through some of them because we're starting to post these on, um, on, um, on YouTube live and, uh, and I was thinking like, man, I gotta, I gotta shave, I gotta put on a nice shirt. <laughs> and so, but, but anyways, yeah, uh, the internet, our internet's been whack. I, th I think it's, I think it's going on. Um, so, somebody mentioned on our chat, they put on pants today. It's a big day. Yep. Day. You, 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 you have no idea from wearing pants right now. Not even know. Um, I might, I might not be. He's wearing pants guys. He's wearing pants. And so, um, but yeah, um, internet in general is just struggling around the world because there's so many people are just logged on all the time. But, and, um, and so uh, somebody said we both look better today. Good. That's a compliment and also an insecurity about the past. Um, <laughs> but uh, so anyways, we're here. It's the, um, it's, it's interesting because it's nine o'clock right now. Exactly. And just yesterday we were thinking that um, we were going to, um, Somebody put retroactive, retroactive criticism disguised as a compliment. Um, but we were actually thinking that because we're starting at 855 every day, we were thinking that we would just do 9 o'clock, 930 on a daily basis just to make it clean and even as we start to promote it. And so maybe it's just Krishna's way of saying that's a good idea. It's when we're starting, buddy. It's 9 a.m. It's when we're starting. So anyways, this is uh, the Prayer Revolution, and we are glad to have you all here on Instagram Live as well as on Zoom. And we start off every morning, every day with a prayer um, to ground us, to put us in the right, to put us in the heart space, to get us out of our mind, out of the anxiety and uncertainty of, of our um, mental thinking, of our physical consciousness, and and bring a divine power into our um, decision making, into our outlooks, into our perspectives, into our um, into our entire being, and then we have a conversation about it. So uh, that's your cue, Veer Budger G. Take it away. Super grateful to be with you. Grateful to be with all you guys today. My friend uh, Rukmini Podar, she's a she's a real incredible personality in the world, and she passed this book. She dropped it off at my door the other day. And, I love to I love to pray in, in different ways. Um, one is just going into my heart, closing my eyes, and just letting whatever it is that um, is on my heart, whatever challenge or, or whatever hope that I have, vision for life that I have, you know, calling out for support for that. You know, whether it is to let go of something that's not serving me, or to give me the strength and the courage to kind of step into something which I'm having mm. maybe some some uh, difficulty to do. Um, or to just keep going. Like if, if there's something, you know, amazing going on in my life to keep that going and keep that alive to pray for that. And, and other times I love to just reference prayer because there's so many powerful prayers that are out there from so many different traditions. And, um, and it's, it's just to, to, to invite the, the different moods and the different flavors of different hearts and different souls expressing their, um, their desire to reconnect spiritually. So yeah. I, uh, I flipped open this little book of prayers from our friend Rukmini, and, uh, and I just came to a prayer that I, that I felt uh, inspired to share today and see where it goes from there. So if you're, you're not familiar with prayer, go ahead and close your eyes and get comfortable. We're just going to spend a few moments right now just pausing whatever we're doing in our life, pausing the scroll on Instagram, pausing the uh, distractions, whatever else we may be doing, multitasking. Starting to connect to your breath, starting to feel yourself 
little bit more present right now in a space of receiving, reconnecting your individual heart to the source of all spirit, to our higher power. Everything that we're seeking in our life is reawakened, is re-inspired, is regenerated in that connection. And one of the ways we reconnect is through prayer. So in this mood of receiving, this is a Native American prayer. I come before thee as one of thy many children. See, I am small and weak. I need thy strength and wisdom. Grant me to walk in beauty and that my eyes may ever behold the crimson sunset. May my hands treat with respect the things which thou hast created. May my ears hear thy voice. Make me wise that I may understand the things which thou hast taught my people, which thou hast hidden in every leaf and every rock. I long for strength, not in order that I may overreach my brother, but to fight my greatest enemy, myself. Make me ever ready to come to thee with pure hands and candid eyes, so that my spirit, when life disappears like the setting sun, may stand unashamed before thee. Let us feel your presence right now in our prayer, our higher power, our beloved Lord, our Father, our Mother. Let us stand before thee, not holding anything, not hiding any part of ourself, knowing that you love every part of us, knowing that you hold us in every moment of our life that you are with us, your voice is speaking from within our heart. Let us all hear that voice calling us to service, calling us to stand up in our life and to take steps closer to you in loving service to all those who you bring before us. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Beautiful, Virek. Love it. So many beautiful things in there that that was just. Uh, maybe you just share what inspired you to read that prayer this morning before I start blabbing. Hear from you. Yeah, what inspired me to share it is um, is really um, I would say flipping through the pages and and just uh, I flip you know I, I read probably fifteen prayers or or so and and. Uh, and right when I came to that one, it was just like, just, it was just, it was speaking to my heart, speaking to my soul. And, and uh, yeah, I think that, um, you know, to be able to recognize our, our Lord, to be able to recognize the divine, our higher power in everybody, in everything, you know, to be able to see you right now, Doyal, and to see our friends on Zoom and to see the names popping up on Instagram, my buddy Jason from high school, you know, so many wild times that we had, like to see every person and to see everything, like to have those eyes that, that are able to perceive our higher power in those moments. 
that's what I'm looking for in my life. And, and I was talking to my friend, Jesse Johnson the other day and, and that uh, she's asking what's success to you. And, and success to me is in every single moment of my life, I see the opportunity to serve and I have the courage and the confidence to just step into that, to step into that, to respond. And, uh, and that, that if, if I'm in that consciousness every day of my life, that um, I, I'm successful, you know, that if that's my consciousness, I'm seeing those opportunities to serve and I'm stepping into them with my full heart, my full self, then that's what I'm looking for in my life. And so this prayer, I felt like spoke to that in, in, in several ways. And yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> I, I was thinking as you were saying the prayer and as you're speaking right now, hearing that voice in every moment or every person, I was thinking, how to and I was also I was also hearing that 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 comment that came earlier of um, retroactive criticism disguised as as a compliment and thinking like how do I how do I take criticism and how do I hear how do I see hear the voice of God and see the presence of God even in my enemies um, and how do how do I take criticism from another with grace. Um, and what, what does that really look like? And, uh, and I was thinking of, um, you know, in the prayer you were mentioning that um, the very opening line was, you know, I approach thee as one of your many children. Mm. And you were saying to, and the last lines were to, to stand before you unashamed. Mm -hmm. And I think that criticism brings out um, an inherent sense of shame in us because we feel we're flawed in some ways. And we have to present ourselves as capable, whether it's whatever, whatever gifts or talents we have, it's our humor, it's our intelligence, it's our charisma, it's our organization, it's our wealth, something that gives us some sense of value. And when we're criticized, it's almost like it's robbing that thing away from us. Like, oh, it's, you're not as smart, funny, intelligent, wealthy, beautiful, cool, hip as you thought you were and therefore it chips away at my sense of self-worth um and so i was i was seeing that the, the way to approach criticism with grace is that i'm not finding my sense i have to find a sense of worth from something else mm -hmm. and i was also i was also reading this book it's just here it's um we're gonna we're gonna pile up through reading this there was a, <laughs> to get a chance for your budget but a few of our zoomers were asking um from um uh to, to, to note down that book and the prayer so that people can look it up, but, uh, um, or maybe just write it in the chat board that the little book of prayers by or composed by, I'll, I'll, I'll write it up. Yeah. You'll write it up. And, and there, there's another book here by one of my favorite, this is book. If you're looking on Instagram, you, it, it comes up backwards because I think I'm also on a reflective view, but falling upward by Richard, I've read this book twice and in its entirety and I've skimmed through it many, many times. Um, and uh, it's a book basically about spiritual maturity. And in the very, very beginning, he has this concept, which is, which is very interesting. He says that we all need our narcissistic fix. This idea that like, I need something from the world in order to feel validated to an extent, and that we can't spiritually bypass that and just expect that Okay, I'm getting every, I'm getting all of, we read these verses, one whose happiness is within, who's active and joyous from within, et cetera, is a true mystic. It's like, okay, I'm no longer going to need anything externally, and I'm just going to get all my joy internally. 
And it's like, no, like that's not true. Like you need to build up a healthy sense of ego in the world, of some sense of identity of, of my contribution in order to feel because because I'm not fully getting that from Krishna. I'm not fully getting that sense of validation, that sense of worth. And so just to recognize that, it's like I need 100% validation and worth. And to recognize how much of that do I feel like I'm getting internally from Krishna? And how much of that am I getting from the world? And how can I start to swing that percentage more towards feeling that sense of internal worth and validation from Krishna? Because if I'm not, if I'm not feeling, it's not like you have to just give up that sense of validation and worth and be immune to criticism and just think you're a piece of crap. It's like, no, if somebody else thinks that you're a piece of crap or criticizes you in some way, like know that that actually doesn't define who you are because you have, you have somebody else. It's like, imagine like, if it's, it's like also like, he gives an example of like parenting, which many of us come from broken families. We don't always usually have that. But it's like, if you have, if, if, if a child is getting so lovingly mirrored by their parents, what comes to them from the external world doesn't matter because they've created this bubble of like love and acceptance within the family unit. And so he's saying that we get that from our spiritual identity and from our relationship with Krishna, our relationship with God. And so I was just kind of seeing that like of to be able to stand before the Lord unashamed and to be able to approach mm -hmm. is like, I'm not here because of something I did or something that I've proven myself, but just because of who I am places me as worthy as one of your children. And that I can therefore, from that place of groundedness, approach criticism, approach my enemies, approach external material failures with grace and with elegance and with devotion, because I'm standing firm in my spiritual truth. I'm standing firm in my relationship with you. And I think that's, that's the mood of prayer of how can I continuously lean into that relationship, lean mm -hmm. into that understanding, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's what I was, I was kind of hearing and gathering. And, uh, it's, it's, it's not, and I, think, I think it's important to recognize it's, it's not easy. Mm -hmm. We're not saying this because we figured it out. Like, oh, well, we are fully enlightened and getting our happiness within, and we're here to tell you how to do it. It's just like, it's, 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 it's hard, but it needs to know that. And then we know what to pray for. We know mm -hmm. what to ask for. We know what our, our target, our, our, our goal is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so beautiful, right? It's like to be able to, to see ourselves the way that God sees us, to be able to recognize ourselves mm. the same way that, that, you know, we're seen by our higher power, by Krishna, you know? It's like if I, if I have that view of myself, you know, mm. then like a child, right? Like a child coming before thee, you know? A child is going to stumble, a child, you know, my baby Vera, you know, my mm. baby, my little pup, he's... Mm. Uh, you know, he's slobbering around and he's pooping and he's, he's yelping and crying and sounds you know, like a dog. <laughs> right. You know, and, and, and that it's like, okay, how do I view that? Right. And, and okay, we're just growing up kids, you know, we're growing up kids in this world and, and we forget that, that innocence, we forget that we are going to make mistakes. We forget mm. that, you know, that just, just part of existing is going to be, um, we're going to be challenged and, you know, we're, we're going to complain and we're going to cry. We're going to, we're going to ex keep expressing mm. like little babies, mm. uh, how to have that, that acceptance toward ourselves. And, and, I, and I love what you're pointing to is, is that, okay, really, really like, where am I gaining importance from? Where am I gaining value from? 
you know, at the end of the day, and I've thought about it so many times, like coming home from like a, a tough day, you know, or just like feeling, not feeling so, not feeling so um, connected, you know, and, and coming home to Diana and Vera, it's like, oh man, it's like a breath of fresh air. There's so much love, mm. there's so much acceptance, there's so much connection and, and um, you know, and, and so that, that type of love is, is what we're looking for, you know, love without conditions, you know, and acceptance without conditions and importance without conditions, without doing, without any of the externals, like, because that's just our nature. That, that's who we are. That, that's how we're seen by our higher power. And so I love you pointing to like that, you know, where am I getting my importance from? Mm. Where am I getting significance from in my life? And to the degree I'm recognizing really where I'm getting that, I'm getting that spiritually. I'm getting that through truth. I'm getting that, you know, beyond my body and beyond my mind. I'm getting that from a deeper place. You know, I'm getting it from a spiritual place, my relationship mm. with a higher power that, um, okay, I'm going to go through challenges and difficulties, but I know I'm not going to try to find my significance in the externals. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep digging deeper to mm. find that significance within my own self-acceptance and my own relationship and, and, and reconciling my relationship with a higher power mm. that loves me no matter what, mm. that anytime I walk through that door, anytime I walk into that household, the household of God, mm. that I am seen as I am as a pure spirit and I'm showered with love. You know, there's nothing that I could do that would uh, take that love away. So that's, um, mm. That's what I'm taking from what you just shared right yeah, now. It's beautiful. The house of um, that household, the house of God. Um, I was thinking of our, 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 uh, a mentor and a teacher of ours, Vaisheshika Prabhu. He says often in his class, he says, I live to be corrected. Mm. You know, I live to be corrected and to see that, you know, I'm just, I'm just on a journey of, of growth, mm -hmm. just on a journey of growth. And um, because I know that my performance doesn't define my worth um, in terms of how I'm accepted in this household. Um, I know that like, I have a place at the table mm. just for be just, just by being. And so, and I just want to bring my best self to it. And I want to put myself in a place where I can experience the best of it. Cause if mm -hmm. I'm bringing, if I'm bringing all my, my, my lower qualities to the table, I'm not going to, I'm not going to experience the love that's being offered to me. Mm. You know what I mean, or if I if I'm bringing my 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 anger and my resentment or my I've had my blind spots, you know what I mean. And um, you know if I'm just you know my 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 just, uh, just slinging sarcasm, which is a which is a, a a mask for resentment or pride or whatever, you know, it's like I'm not going to be experiencing this to the fullest. And so it's like I stand. I how can I approach life? I live to be corrected, where I invite opportunities for me to see things about myself that I don't know so that I can grow, but I have the stability and strength internally to know that they're not going to knock me over when I hear it, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. and so it's, 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 and then we talked a little bit, this word that comes off as fearlessness. We really, we're really free from fear. Mm -hmm. I don't have to fear criticism. I don't have to fear failure. I don't have to fear rejection, you know? because I, 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 I have something already of, of, of inherent worth within me. Mm -hmm. So it's, 
It's a beautiful point. Yeah. And, and the tension between that, the tension of that self-correcting process, right? Like being mm-hmm. in a, being in a process where we're, we're, um, we're in a course right now. Um, we've got a great group uh, at the Bhakti Center going through mm-hmm. lifestyle transformation and time management and mm-hmm. kind of like tying our life together holistically. And, and I could mm-hmm. see it's like there, there are some, you know, some, some natures that are like, very hard on ourselves, you know, very hard on themselves. I know I, mm. I, I fall in that category very hard on myself. So I'm like in this process where I'm trying to refine my life every day and every week. And I'm looking at how I spend my time and I'm trying to make it better and make it more thoughtful. And, and so there's a self-correcting process that that is, mm. that is the world. The world is a self-correcting process. It's giving us constant opportunities, right? To, to smooth out the false ego, to, to take the edges off of, you know, all, all the sharp edges of our ego. And, and, and that at the same time, I'm, I'm just appreciating this tension so much where it's like, yeah, like, let me strive. Like, let me do, mm. you know, what I can every single day in my life to be better, to be more sincere, to, to, you know, give myself more fully to my relationships and to my spiritual practice, my connection with the divine. And at the same time that I'm fully accepted for who I am, like to be able to keep leaning into that, that spiritual acceptance, you know, that Mm. my soul by nature is a divine lover of the, of our divine beloved. Like that's the, that's the reality. And I want to, I want to keep space for that. And I know for me, and I, and I believe a lot of us, we've been talking about this a lot too, is that that's you, right? That's mm. what you do for me in my life. You know, yeah. you, you do that for me every single day. Like you are reflecting back and holding space for my highest self. We all need that, you know? Mm. Like how, how I'm going to know that God loves me is through you, right? Like I could, mm-hmm. I could go deep into my meditation, deep into my prayer. And yes, okay, like there, there's a, there is a personal relationship and we will experience that on deeper and deeper levels. But such a vital component of that journey is that we find ourselves in the company of others that are, that are practicing, others that are sharing that perspective and wanting to share that perspective of others, you know, the way that God sees us. They want to share that with them. So I, I, I know the way that you see me is, is that's, it's, it's that, that, um, it's that sun shining through of the way I know my higher power sees me, mm. you know, yeah. and, it, and we need that validation because it's something that it is, it, it is a spiritual reality. It is a spiritual truth. And it is a, it has, it has mm. a direct spiritual impact on our life when somebody holds us in that space and the way that you do with me. And so, so I know that, um, to be able to accept ourselves, man, like it's, it's so helpful to have someone else in our life that accepts us and forgives yeah. us and is tolerant with us and patient with us. And, yeah. And those are the compassionate, you know, representatives of, of our divine beloved. Those are, you're, you're a rep, bro. You're a certified rep. Certified rep. Yeah, <laughs> put it in my, got it in my wallet. I was, it's, it's, I love how you're mentioning that, that life is a corrective process. I love that. I love that word and that phrasing. And that it's, it's, if something's not going my way, I can stop and ask, okay, something here is being corrected. Something's being corrected. Things were not going where the way that they should or, or my, my, ultimately my, my, maybe my thinking wasn't where it should be. What is it that needs to be realigned and recorrected? And I was looking up this verse just now from the Srimad Bhagavatam because I was thinking about this, about seeing God even in our, in our friends or in our enemies. And I was thinking of this verse from the seventh canto of Srimad Bhagavatam the fifth chapter verse verse 12 um and uh and uh the verse and i'll read the verse and, and part of the purport here because uh 
this this exact word of correction was used. Um, he says, when the Supreme Personality of Godhead is pleased with the living entity, because of their devotional service, one becomes a pundit or a learned person and does not make distinctions between enemies, friends, and him or herself. Intelligently, they then think every one of us is an eternal servant of God, and therefore we are not different from one another. And then he mentions here in the purport, what was the purport right here? He says, when Prahlad Maharaj, who's speaking this verse, when his teachers and his father asked him how his intelligence had been polluted, Prahlad Maharaj said, as far as I'm concerned, my intelligence has not been polluted. Rather, by the grace of my spiritual teacher and by grace of my Lord Krishna, I have now learned that no one is my enemy and no one is my friend. We are actually eternal servants of Krishna, but under the influence of the external energy, we think that we are separately situated from the Supreme Personality of God as friends and enemies of one another. This mistaken idea has now been corrected. This mistaken idea that some people are my friend and some people are my enemy and that mistaken idea has been corrected. And therefore, unlike ordinary human beings, I no no longer think that I am God and that others are my friends and enemies. Now I am rightly thinking that everyone is an eternal servant of God, everyone, and that our duty is to serve the Supreme Master, for then we shall stand on the platform of oneness as servants. You know? Beautiful. And so when we criticize one another, when I hear criticism, it's like, oh, because I'm trying to bring you down so that I can look better. Or that person's trying to bring me down so that they can look better. Mm-hmm. Is it? We're not meant to be above or below each other at all. We're meant to both be not standing at each other and arguing and dueling, but both facing forward together with a common purpose of serving a higher cause. Mm-hmm. You know? And so if someone's criticizing me, we can just we can look at them and be like, you just don't get it, do you? You just don't get it. You don't realize we're on the same team. <laughs> you just don't get it. We're on the same team here. And we're meant yeah. to be, you're not supposed to be criticized. We're meant to be, if, and if there's something that I feel needs to be corrected in me, let me, let me take that and really take that in as a blessing. But otherwise, you know, hey, and if someone's just like so critical by nature, Maybe that's okay. Maybe I, maybe I need to create a boundary or a wall around that person. I don't, need, I don't need critical energy in my life. But I can at least take it upon myself to observe my critical nature and recognizing, like, what is it in me that feels the need to criticize another person? Is it because I, I just so genuinely care about them so much that if they don't hear this, they're just going to live a miserable life? Or is it like I get some pleasure out of correcting another person and feeling like, oh, like it makes put me in a position of power, makes me feel better? recognizing you know what we're not here to climb on top of each other we're here to both we're on the same team mm-hmm. he says this now that i'm rightly thinking that everyone is an eternal servant of god and that our duty is to serve the supreme master but then we shall stand on a platform of oneness as servants mm-hmm. and we invite everyone into the party yeah it's so beautiful and, and I, I love what you're you're kind of making this distinction that once i get into that that place of of criticizing once I get into that place of competition friend enemy you know I start kind of getting into those dualities then I'm just taking myself out of the consciousness that we're all here actually walking on a, on the same path 
taking different detours and different routes, but we're all actually in this together, right? You know, something we say often at the Bhakti Center after meetings, we're like, we're in this together, guys. We're in this together, in this no, together. Matter, no, no matter what, you know? And we really try to give each other that, that encouragement and, and that, you know, the, the togetherness of it, the sangha of it. It's like, we're in this together. Like life's not going to be just walking through the prairies. It's not, it, that's not the case. Even if it's super smooth, our whole life, we still, at, at the end of this physical body, we have to go through the doorway of death, you know, which is an immense challenge. You know, if we haven't experienced any challenges in our life and then we come to that great challenge, it could be mm. very fearful. You know, and so we're in this together that through the challenges, through the ups, through the downs to maintain this consciousness that actually we are, we're awakening spiritually, that we're seeing every single moment in our life as an opportunity for growth, service and transformation, for yeah. expressing the nature of my soul. Mm. Every moment is an opportunity for that. And when somebody criticizes me, it's, a, it's an opportunity for me. Am I... My, am I thinking, oh, wow, that my ego now, my body, my mind, am I just going back into that bodily consciousness? Or is it an opportunity for me to recognize, oh, yes, this has become a catalyst. Mm. I'm not this body. I'm not this ego. And uh, I was thinking about Bhaktivedanta Swami, an amazing spiritual teacher, and he was um, talking to Prabhupada, and he said, hey, you know, in, your, in, in this bhakti society, in this, in this spiritual movement, I recognize there's so much racism and, and Bhaktivedanta Swami is an African-American uh, black body. <clears throat> he said, I'm recognizing there's so much, ra there's racism, you know, but this is meant to be a spiritual movement where we're not on the bodily platform. And so then Prabhupada said to him, he said, if you are taking their, their criticism that you are this black body and you are this person, then also then you are in ignorance. <laughs> he just kind of like flipped it back on him, right? And from that moment, Bhaktivedanta Swami just said, wow, like, okay, if anybody's projecting that, they're just disconnected from themselves spiritually. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to now get into that whole drama. That's not, mm. that, that's, that's not, that's, it, it, it's a waste of my time and my life, you know, like, I'm not going to get spun in this drama. No, I'm going to use it as a catalyst that, yeah, if somebody is harsh toward me or if somebody does, you know, criticize me or I stand to be corrected. And, and let that be a catalyst for me to remember, I'm not this body, I'm not this mind, I'm not this ego that's so easily hurt, that's so easily, you know, riled up and triggered. Oh, I, I, there's a part of me that's unshakable, that's unbreakable, that's so steady, and that mm. sees anytime someone's bringing pain or hurt toward me, that they're just, they're struggling right now. They're calling out mm. for love, that they're, they're experiencing pain in their own heart, in their own life. Like, how can I how can I be in such a consciousness in such a space? You know, this is a, there, there's so many spectrums of this, but okay, this is a loved one. I'm taking consideration. This is somebody that's a loved one. I'm in a, I'm in a relationship with them and they're coming with that pain and that hurt. How can I be in such a way that we're not just reflecting back mm. our conditioning, but we're actually starting to support each other to, to, to experience that love and that connection. And so, yeah. God, everything you're saying is so beautiful. I just like, I'm looking at this purport from Shuddha Prabhupada and there's so much in there I want to read and share. There's so much I want to say in what you're sharing. It's inspiring me. But we just, we just ran out of time. Can we pick it up here tomorrow? Let's, 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 let's pick up the thread tomorrow. Let's start tomorrow that, where we're you leaving say off that, right now. You say that every single day. I do. Though. And then we just do something. Oh my God. And then my, I'm just so excited. My computer fell over. Oh my God. 
Jeez Louise. I say it every time. And then, but let's, let's, let's do it for real tomorrow. Tomorrow. All right, for, I, I, I'm, I'm holding you to it. Doyle. Okay. We're going to pick I'm up this thread. Well, all right. This, this whole verse and purport from the Srimad Bhagavatam is so beautiful. We're going to, we're going to pick up on here next week about the idea of, of, of friends and enemies, discrimination and judgment. Um, Bryn wrote earlier, uh, deleting the, the hierarchy of judgment. Conceda and Joseph are laughing at me for knocking over my, my iPhone. And uh, Kariana and, and, and Michelle Berger saying thank you. We love you guys so much. Um, we are so glad that you guys are joining in with us. It's the highlight and love of our lives. Um, we wouldn't be here without you. We started this whole thing just by saying, hey, let's just be up with our friends and let's just talk. And, and you, guys are, you guys are making it happen. You guys are keeping us going with your love, your support, your encouragement, your enthusiasm. Um, we look forward to being with you tomorrow. Um, and, um, for those of you just, uh, uh, just putting out there a little plug of you guys are looking to stay connected. Please go f ahead and visit bhaktisenter.org slash online, bhaktisenter.org slash online. We are trying to put a number of offerings out there for you. We have some other podcasts that are happening on a weekly, regular basis that are posted on that every week vera and diana his wife they get together and they talk about spiritual relationships every evening our friends kishore chandra jai jagannath they get together they talk spiritual subject matters we have kirtans being broadcasted on our instagram live and we also have courses we have yoga online for those of you who want to stay connected physically um, we have courses workshops trainings taking place um, specifically maybe perhaps most pertinent during this time our good friend yogi charu is leading an online meditation teacher training. And so it's a hundred hour online meditation teacher training about how to dive into the practices of meditation and getting into tune to your mind and your body in harmony with each other. And so there's all kinds of great stuff on there, bhaktisenter.org slash online. Um, and uh, other than that, have a great day. I'd say have a great week, but we're gonna see you tomorrow. So. Picking up from where we left off. We're picking up right from where we left off. Hold me accountable. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Iggy. Thank you, Constantina, Naush, and Stephanie from Texas, Conceda, all these beautiful people. Julie, Jan, AJ, Trisha, Laura was here, and Jeff, they had to go. We love you guys. I wish I could hug all of you right now, but um, that would be cruel. I'm, I'm saving the world by staying at home. And so uh, thank you guys. Have a great, great day, and, and be in touch. Hare Krishna.